three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. Yes, and, 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 and now, here's your host, you know who it is, the one, the only, Let's go. Let's go. Asher Chua. Welcome to the podcast, Rob. How have you been? Hey, Asher, what's going on? Awesome. Hey, we're live now. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to do this. Uh, it's excited to catch up, excited to talk to you and um, just kind of hear about how your life's been. So I'm, I'm excited, man. <laughs> well, life has definitely been interesting since I think the last time I saw you was Louisiana, Lake Charles. Yeah, I, I, I think that was correct. I think the other thing was... Um, I remember, remember I drove from Texas to North Carolina and mm-hmm. we stopped for a night and you, me and Kevin Heinbrook got, got dinner that one time. I do remember at that. pizza that. place, I think it was. Yeah. I think that was the last time, but I, I don't really count. I don't count that because I was so out of it after driving like 16 hours that day. So I don't really count that. I think I was like half asleep at dinner. Gotcha. So. I almost completely forgot about that. I, I just saw your your laptop come in. Do you want to try it or just keep it? Keep this. I you know let's keep this and it's running like ten minutes behind what I wanted to do. So gotcha. Um, let's just go ahead. Huh? This meeting. Am I? You want to start it again and we can start it from the laptop and see if that's any better. Yeah, I'll, I'll just pause it and we we keep going. Let's see. I hit. Okay, it's. <laughs> If that same right, delay, well, where, where were we, Asher? I think it was um... right. We were talking about the last time we we met up, and you mentioned you stopped by through coming through Augusta, and we met up with Kevin. Yeah, yeah, we met up with Kevin, and and I slept on Kevin's floor. Well, I think he gave me an air mattress, but um, yeah, I, 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 that was the last time I think we hung out. I think we got to see each other. Yeah. So it's great to catch up and great to see you again, man. Likewise. I, Unless you would have mentioned it, I would have been like, man, I hadn't seen so, this guy since 2014. Uh, do this without, go ahead. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I think that's kind of like, you know, that was the last time. Was it 2014 or 20? Yeah, it was 2014. You're right. I'm so bad with years now. Well, I, for some reason, I, um, I, seem to rem- I seem to just catalog things with years because I just got so used to journaling. But it's like sometimes a friend of mine was like, you have a tendency to do that. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess so. Because <laughs> I just keep saying, okay. graduate this year, go to work, work here, work there, work there. And then finally, it's okay, we're settled at least in this year. I know this is what I'm doing for this period of time. But catch me up. What what happened since then? Like since leaving Louisiana, what was your journey like? And then until we saw each other to where you're at now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I guess his background, for, I'm sure a lot of your um, your listeners don't know, but, you know, we met on a rotate. It was our, both our first stop, remember? Our first stop for the uh, the training program for uh, CB&I. And um, we were both in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And, um, yeah, so, you know, we, we had our, our four months in Lake Charles. How long were you in Lake Charles? I can't remember. Were you there four months or did you stay longer? Yeah, I, I stayed there four months. I wasn't happy about it at first. Did you want to stay there longer then? <laughs> no, no I, I stayed there for four months for the fab shop. And then you remember, I think it was like one month in or three months in right about the time you were getting ready to leave. I either spoke with you or Greg and I found out 
I'd be staying in Louisiana for another year for a construction yep. project. And I was like, are you serious? I'm going to do this for another year. But either you or Greg pointed out to me, hey, there's an opportunity here for you to really develop yourself and actually learn things on the ground because you're going to be the only engineer there. You get your own personal project and you get to like learn and develop with that. And I was like, you know, hey, that that's a good perspective to have on it because during that time, yeah. I, I really did a lot of reading, like you could say self-help book things talking about the way you think. And it, it just seemed useful during that time because the environment, like they were saying, was very yeah. toxic, difficult to work with. And it was just like every single day you come in, somebody's constantly complaining, like people are getting fired. Are we getting fired? We just got hired. It's like new engineers and nobody knows what to do. But I I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I it's 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 crazy to think too that um we think back into like, you know, you said it was 2014 and like, to me, 2014 was like two weeks ago. And, you know, it obviously isn't two weeks ago, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. And I, I do remember, right. You got, we were all, me and, me and Greg were going to Chicago. And then I think the two was it Becca was leave. Becca had, was, had already gone back to Houston. And I think Alexa was going to Houston and then you were stuck in Louisiana. And I, I and I'm sure that was, um, I, <laughs> I don't think any of us that started had experience working in Louisiana. Cause that's just a, um, you know, it's just a different place and, and different people. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't know what your, uh, internships were like before starting down there, but it was, you know, when, when I worked there, I had done a lot of, like, I'd done a lot of construction experience, but it was mostly like, I was the engineer on site. I wasn't like down there where we were like responsible, like guys that were welding and like looking over what they did. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a different experience and really opened my eyes. And like, for me too, you know, coming from the Midwest and coming from Michigan where I had spent my entire life and then moving down to Louisiana, which was like a polar opposite of anything that I've ever experienced before. It was definitely an eye-opening experience. Yeah. I mean, I learned, <laughs> I, I learned a lot and I learned a lot about the culture and it was great people, but it was also like, this is a lot to get used to, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm glad you staying on it because I almost brushed past it, but it's like, I think it's worthwhile kind of speaking to like what Louisiana was like, because oh, yeah. uh, like one thing that I kind of remember, like drive through daiquiris, that, that was a thing. And then of uh, course we went <laughs> to like Mardi Gras, which that was a whole nother experience for me, but I saw you yeah. like, break it down and i was like okay rob <laughs> oh yeah like, that hey, was... <laughs> some people can dance other people can't but hey when you got it you got it <laughs> <laughs> i uh I, I think i don't think i can dance i think i just uh get a little bit of liquid encouragement and can keep going so um yeah no that's exactly you're right drive through daiquiris was like the wildest experience and just like hanging out with some of those guys on the shop floor like going to crawfish boils and stuff like that was just you know that's just not stuff we do like where i'm from in detroit that's that's <laughs> that's not a normal day occurrence for them it was like yeah it's just another tuesday and i was like okay <laughs> all right i gotta i gotta keep up so Right. Uh, you Everybody know, I, had the the like three pound platter or five pound platter. And I was like, I picked the wrong time to do this with one hand trying to shuck crawfish like, oh, geez. <laughs> I ate more crawfish in like two weeks than I think I've ever eaten in my entire life or will eat in my entire life. <laughs> you know, like it, yeah. it was a weird experience for me, you know, 
this was before like barbecue was everywhere too. And like when you had to order your food in pounds, that's just not something mm-hmm. I'm too. <laughs> and the, don't forget the po' boys. Those were, those were good. Oh, oh the my food God. was really good in Louisiana. Oh, that, that, that Daryl's place right off the freeway, right by where me and Greg lived and that, right where yeah. we lived. Right. Cause you lived yeah, across. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. I still dream about Daryl's. The, num- <laughs> the number one with the spicy mayo. Mm-hmm. I could any day of the week. Oh, I, I, uh, I became really fond of McFarland's because it had oh. the McFarland burger. And that was the yeah. first time I ever had the sausage links with a, a sunny side up egg on it where you eat it and then it just oozes right. out. And I'm like, that's different, but I like it. It's different. And yeah, the food down there is just so, so good. And, and I mean, you're from Atlanta, right? So like you're good. You're used to good cooking. It's a lot different where I'm from. So <laughs> that was that was a shock for me was how good that food was. Um, yeah. So that was that was a wild experience down in Louisiana. Yeah. Did I lose you? No, I, I, I got you now. The food. You're good now. Yeah, it was some great food down there. It was an amazing, great food and great people. That's all I can describe Louisiana as. Great food, great people. And then you got to do a whole nother, uh, a whole nother, what, eight months down there? So that was... That was interesting, but it's like I went in, like I was saying before, initially kind of dreading it, but then just changing the mindset around, like, hey, this, this is an opportunity to learn. And it was, that's probably to this day one of the best instruction experiences that I got, like working with guys locally. Well, I don't think anybody was like some people that like, somewhere from Mississippi, somewhere from Alabama, a little bit around, but they all came to that area. They were all Gulf Coast. Yeah. 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 No, and, that, and that's. That I mean, I, I'm that is a, that is a great experience getting down to getting the gown down there and getting like be on a job with these guys. That was fun. And like, you know, like like we said, I went up to Chicago, but Chicago was like a different experience. Like it was more of an engineering office and it was a lot, you know, um, it was a lot different. And like what I was doing and what Greg were doing was what was a lot different. I think I think like looking back, I think like an experience like you had would have been a lot more beneficial for me as like a, a professional like development, but I mean, I'm not gonna be mad that I went to Chicago later, so but yeah, yeah, Funny, I, I, I didn't think that I, I was gonna uh, end up being the next thing that I did, right? Yeah, you went up there and didn't you do the same thing that Greg did? The the um, the like, what was it called? The yeah, that was it, that was it, that was it, yeah, that's cool. And I thought the stuff that Greg got to work on compared to the stuff that I worked on in like project engineering, which was like managing engineers, building a project. I thought what you did, like designing these heavy picks and, and fig, you know, they'd come with you with the complicated challenges. That was really cool. Yeah. So what was probably the coolest one you did there? Um, it's funny looking back because it, it's like, I remember reading things. So like one was uh, a demolition job where they basically okay. had to uh, demobilize eight tanks that were led back from like 2008. Okay. This is 15 because uh, when everything kind of went down, stock market and housing yep. market, a lot of funds dried up. So they're like, oh, it's got a piece behind that. Uh, kind of communicating to guys up Canada and watching, like working with one of the senior engineers and it's and this is our process. They're responsible for this destination. Yep. This getting comfortable initially was really because I felt like happy foster center. Like at the time I like did orientation, like finally get heat wave, go to a new environment. Kind of like I don't know. And then finally get warm and get there. It's like, geez, am I gonna get comfortable at some point, or am I gonna yeah. like shit? 
thoughts on that, but like that one was interesting. The thing after that did like spreader bars. Like, okay. Probably the, the one that probably stood out the most was like like you're saying the ending where they had this uh, like the air race that Oh yeah. But I, I was on the back end, so being there on site and seeing it, doing the calculations beforehand. So it's like running through calculations, doing them online, and getting one of the seniors to check my calculations. And then of course one of the, the guys that was there and also went to tech, and he kind of looked at what I was doing. He's like, "No, you can just do this. Just, <laughs> just kind of like take it big and sad if that works out. Like I'm sure I could do that, but this person wants me to do this specific way. So it's like yeah. he kind of laughed about it, and I was able to laugh at myself. So leaving there, I was in much better shape from that project to go to like back to Georgia to the site. Everybody was like, I want to go there. Oh, it's like, you got, who is your boss? Oh, geez, no. Yeah. I don't think it's like, yeah, you guys are, uh, yeah. <laughs> when you said two, you got to you got to do the air rays and you got to go watch your own air rays, right? No, like on the on the job in Louisiana that I did work going up in Chicago, like they did like a, I guess a standard size hundred and twenty foot tank. Yeah. And that tank, like they were building it inside inside the tank when right. I got to the site. So I spent about a month in Texas waiting for my twin bar. So like, okay. I got like a vacation, which is like, yeah. oh, this is nice. I go into the office and then on weekend I do that uh, maybe like you know that swap you do five days on four days next week yeah the flex the flex yeah yeah right the flex but anyways like in louisiana the tank that had a air racer so i got to see that participated like swinging the the amber or whatever we had to like hit it all the way around i was carried up one of the guys that was dinner and we basically closed the gap between the ring here and top the top of the tank and got a compression ring like this the ring comes on the inside it's like that yeah as soon as they do that just sat there for like maybe a good six hours like hitting that thing and once it sits they cut off the bands and all that and just knowing all that took was four pounds of air pressure it's like you getting me like you move 300,000 pounds over 300,000 pounds four pounds of air pressure yeah and I just oh. went and got a pressure washer that's supposed to be ready like 23,000 PSI it's like, yeah it's, it's half oh. of that it's half of that I, I can I'm, I'm like pressure washing my house and my driveway and I'm like just like you said it only takes a little bit more and I can raise a a <laughs> What is that? A, a 150 ton tank roof. It's it's amazing. I mean, that's really cool. I, that was one of the one thing at CB and I. I wish I know. I wish I got to see, but I never did. Was a tank raise just because that is that was one of like the most unique things I think they did. And you got to do is that just be amazing to watch reap up and then get welded in and there. So that's really cool that you got to do that. Um, and then you got to be part of the side that planned it as well, right? Yeah. 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 It's cool. that, that was, that was yeah. Lots happened. <laughs> yeah. Lots happened in here. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's wild. And then where did you go after Louisiana? Is that when you went to Augusta? So I did from Louisiana and stayed there just over a year or two. I have jobs, I went up to Chicago for six months. Okay. And went down to Augusta to do uh, stay there. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I knew, I knew you went to Chicago and I forgot about the Louisiana job. So I was trying to, trying to piece in my head before we started talking like, okay, what was your, your journey through that program? Because I think we all went on different journeys, but I think in a lot of ways, we also like went through a lot of similar experiences, maybe not like the similar roles, but like the moving and the, and the, you know, oh, hey, how are you doing? It's Thursday. We need you somewhere Monday. <laughs> so. That's hilarious because that's how I got the call. Or we're going out to Chicago. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. I got all because it was like, hey, this job is coming to an end. And there's nothing really engineering wise here. Like all the materials on the side. Yeah. It's going to be putting in insulation with the get lights. Uh, or you find out with your coordinator uh, what's going on. And like, of course, funny stories with that. You know, 
Oh, it's yeah. like like finally getting in touch with someone and having the grace from uh, my back success that as a charge there in uh, my field, just like yeah. you understand they want you to start Monday, but oh, your own programs coming up here and settle coming to the office. What's uh, uh, like? I appreciate it, like the flexibility and not that I expect you to do this, but maybe somebody help you yeah. out if you're or kind of release if you're getting kind of jammed up if people are like six months please leave this is like a halfway house <laughs> yeah i i think everyone that did that program has got a story about getting the call on a like um a wednesday and having to move like because i remember remember um uh, Becca, she was like in Louisiana for like three weeks and then she got a call on like a, a Thursday and then we all went over to her house. Like she didn't even have a couch at that point. And like we all just hung out for a bit because she yeah. had to move to Texas. Like and it was only three weeks into us being there. And I remember they said that in our orientation and they were like, yeah, you know, you just got to be flexible and you might have to move like at a drop of a hat. And I was like, yeah, they're just saying that because they like want us to like not get too comfortable. But I mean, it happened to you. It happened to me. It happened to almost everyone that I know. So it's like, oh yeah, you weren't kidding when you said that. <laughs> for for my story, my story was um, I went to Augusta um, to do to do work on that ta- uh, the tank, and I was there two two weeks, and then they called me and say, hey Rob, we want you to move to the Middle East, and I was like, huh? I I just got here. I signed a six month lease. You told me I'd be here for six months. And then like I had to start the uh the visa process. So it was wild. That was another one that was just like, I can't actually believe they're doing this. So Yeah, it was it was it was it was weird. It was weird. I mean, I I think I think it's cool. I mean, it's it, it it that whole program kind of strikes me almost like a like a I don't want to call it like a brotherhood, but it was like a team, you know. We all went through the same thing and I think we all found like we found each other just because we knew what each other was going through. Yeah. So and what's funny with that is like you also have people that build up resources like hey, like if you're in the state departments or people contact you or people yeah. like these people graduate programs. Oh, I've got a Yeah. No, no, exactly. Exactly. After the after the after Lake Charles, Lake Charles was the hardest, but like after that, like going to Chicago, like basically and I'm sure it was a little different because you went to a job site, but like when I went to Chicago, there was like a little, almost like a little welcome party of like, hey, here's all the other CTPs and <laughs> and then I know you got that. You probably got that when you went up there too, right? You got the whole, this is where you live. This yeah. is these. these. So um, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. It was a good program, but it was also, I mean, I don't know about you. It was also definitely stressful at times. Yeah. It's definitely one of those, I would say, like moments in your life or events in your life where you're like, I'm not yeah. going to forget that it's almost better. better. Yeah. No, and I and I still think back about um, the CTP program like it was like it was the other day, you know, just because it. I think so much happened in the like the two two years that I was in it that it was just it was just it still doesn't seem like all the other experiences I've had in life have like really equaled to the chaos that we had in those two years. <laughs> so um, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say what's funny is as I was wrapping up my time at Justin, I, I met like some of the, the new um, trainees coming on yeah. program where like they were going through the program. I said, "Are just getting ready to face down like yeah. or stuff like that?" So it was interesting to just see people that were at home 
was four years, maybe two years younger than me. And I was like, wow, yes, I've changed a lot. It, it, it felt like time was moving slow at times. It's like, oh, it's changed. I guess we don't we don't think it's necessary. Oh, I, I agree. Time, those four months that we spent in Lake Charles, I still think of as like a year, you know, like how much, how much, just everything that I did in four months in Lake Charles and everything that we had to go through. And we worked a ton. Like we worked six days a week, 12 hours a day. We didn't, <laughs> we did a lot, but it still felt like there was so much going on with you. We're a hundred percent time. Just uh, it feels so much different after going through it. One thing I can say about it is uh, the thing I, I learned from you guys is taking advantage of opportunities. And, uh, as much as we work, it's like it could be easy to like, get back to work. And it's like, no, I only have certain opportunities for a whole night. So I get it all explored. So I'm going to market, like, maybe on my own. I've done like that. Um, when I later on found myself in Sydney, I was like, let me go get a city pass and go explore down the space shuttle. And then years later, I'm over in Augusta. I'm like, hey, let me get. Uh, or actually, when I went to use the first time, I could have a time chair because I was like, I have a tendency to not take vacation and just be like, yeah. work or horse. But it's like, this will force me to go and do that. And I went and ended up with Aikens and I ended up getting another one. Last year, I was like, I ended up in Virginia Beach. But just doing those little things got a little bit outside of my comfort zone. And I was like, no, I did learn something wrong. Right? It's like, even like the deal that you have for your bike or just a simple thing of like, I'm going to do three things that it's do my laundry, don't pick up this, that. Yep. So, Whole day, it's not got to schedule every second. You're checking this thing off. Oh, I created this. It's like, no, you're outside work. Just turn that off. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think definitely trying to, I think that was the, the, the coolest part. And that's what I liked a lot about was just kind of trying to see, cause you know, I, I'm never going to live in Lake Charles again. Are you moving back there? I'm not, but, um, <laughs> you know, but getting to do everything that we did down there, was just, it was, was fun and getting to take advantage of that. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that was, that was, that was fun. That was fun. It was fun to do that kind of experience. And I think for me too, I felt like I, I really growed professionally, I think, cause you know, all the different roles that I had to take on. And, um, I definitely learned, you know, even, even and and I'm I'm sometimes the same way too. I don't always take advantage of what's going on around me, but like because I was living in these places for only a couple months, like going and doing things that I wasn't that I wouldn't normally do. I you know that that definitely brought it out of me in the in the program was hey you know this there's there's a finite time here and you know that you might have to move next week, so why put it off to next weekend when you can do it this weekend? You know, so. Um, and you spent a lot of time in, in Augusta, right? It, you spent a couple of years there. Yeah, I was there four years. It was, okay. it was kind of surprising to a lot of the people because most of the, the people that I did the train, I came in, I got two people finishing up their rotation. Yep. And I, I maybe saw them for two months. I learned everything. I turned around and went from like 15 engineers on site to three by the time yep. I got there, me being there and then being altered there for two to three months trying to manage like yep. 30 plus people. Yeah. All these supervisors and managers. That finally getting support from other engineers. And yep. uh, just that whole process, it was, it was a lot. But I think I, I got in that eventually. I, I needed to, to take some personal time. I was just like, yeah, I'm burning evidence. And that's what eventually I said. Yeah. No, and, and <laughs> I, I think. I think construction is certainly an interesting, I think a lot of people, especially our age, are taking time off from construction because it is, it is a lot, you know, it is a, like here it is a Saturday and I've already taken using my, my light, which I occasionally, if your people are wondering when they're looking at the video, I have to go up here and shake my light on for my, 
my other phone, which is giving me the great mood lighting. I don't, I'm not fancy like you. I don't have that ring light. So uh, I just got this last month. So I'm like, okay. we're all, we're all making small steps. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so I'm using my other phone as a light to give me, but it turns off every once in a while. So, um, but you know, like I'm getting phone calls all the time and it's like, I, I never really feel like I can turn off. And especially at a site like, like, like Vogel, that's, it's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on and it's a, it's working on a tough job like that really takes a lot out of you. So well, what else, what else has been going on in your life, Asher? Well, hey, after I left, uh, I guess I left Vogel, did some time and I was like, no, oh, let me start a podcast. Something. Yeah. You know, like there's always something missing, like not having a hobby, like obviously. Yeah. But even working out, it got, it got to where I was like, maybe I don't want to run like a 10 day and just have my feet for months on it. Maybe I, I'm tired of doing that. Let me find something that I could do and be happy with it. With it. So I started doing that for a little bit. Yeah. I went to work for 40 months and then, and then it happened. So it's like, yeah, like we'll just do a little bit more podcasting. And this year I, I uh, found a local job around yeah. at Home Depot. And I was like, hey, like initially I was telling myself, oh, I'm not, I'm not too big for a job. But then, Closer it got to like, why don't you apply? It's like, oh, I was like, okay, well, what, what happened to Mr. Ego there? You just kind of showed back up. I thought you said you weren't too too good for it. And it's like, finally put in the application at the start here. And I was like, hey, let me let me do something right yeah. and just sit around with my own. So I've been doing that since September and kind of got things back on. That's yeah. awesome. And even, yeah, I think I'll leave it. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And I love, I love what you said about, um, you know, you wanted to kind of create something like with a podcast, right? I think um, it's been my motto. This has been kind of like my new year's resolution and it hasn't worked out. Like, obviously I'm not like, I also told myself I'd be like, you know, like a bodybuilder by this year, but it didn't work out. Um I'm kidding about that. Uh, but like my New Year's goal was to consume less, but create more. And even if it wasn't like something like this, where it was like a something where I broadcast, but like, you know, whether I'm working on my house and I, you know, oh, I wanted to, I want to build this bench or I want to build this table, you know, instead of watching people build tables on the internet, which is, you know, how I think a lot of, I think I've always kind of used like, oh, you know, I want to see how someone builds it. I want to see their ideas. And I think as engineers, it's kind of how we like to have an idea before we build a plan. But um, that's been kind of, I think it's awesome that you're, you're doing that, you know, you're creating something and you're broadcasting it out there and, you know, I've listened to your last couple podcasts and, and it's been really cool to hear the stories. I feel after I'm humbled because everyone else that you've had on bef- that I've listened to, they've got, you know, they're doing these awesome things with businesses. Uh, was it the, um, she's a, a boss babe and shut the butt up. And here I'm, I'm just like, I'm Rob. That's it. Hey, I'm just- but it's funny that you say that because I was talking to somebody else. I was like, you know, my intention wasn't to interview a lot of people that are entrepreneurial. I just met a lot of better entrepreneurs yeah. trying to get my mind right in that sense. But I really wanted, want to talk to people that they I'm just regular. I'm just I'm not doing it special, but it's like the point isn't to say, okay, here's something special. It's like, no, here's something that I think is about that we have a good conversation. Yeah. It's like, want to check into your life. You're like, hey, how, how are you? To where it's not. And something I kind of wrestled with is like, I don't want to build relationships to be like monetizing my friends. Just be like, oh, let me just get you on podcast. Like, no, if I want to have a conversation, I can easily call you as well yeah. as I could. Hey, let's record something. It's real. So it's like, I, I appreciate what you're saying because like the people I've been able to talk to is the different levels they're at in their lives. And yeah. the, the things someone said to me, it's like, hey, you just ask a lot of people, they're willing to retire regardless of where they are and like yeah. how they work 
values, all this great thing. It's like, hey, everybody's everybody hurts and everybody's you like at the end. And those are the people that I want to talk to because I think first time I told somebody about this, like I think 2020, when yep. they were like, why would I want to be on that? I'm amazing. I'm not right where I'm not every day. It's safe. But if you think it's not for you, you're right. It's not for you. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to fight with somebody to be like, oh, let me push your arm and get you in here. It's like, no. People, everybody has a chance to kind of do what yeah. they want. And where I, I see that, where I can be like, hey, I respect it. So yeah. if I reach out, so it's like, it's not a problem. Because if, if my whole goal was just let me get through this thing, I think I can check myself out. I really yeah. No, I, I, I understand. And I'm glad that. Um, I'm glad you're not trying to monetize me, Astra, because I don't think I'd bring anything to the table. <laughs> but um, no, no, I, I think it's cool just having conversations with people. And 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 I think everyone's got a story, right? So everyone at some point has a story and I think they're all worth telling. And it's great that you're being a storyteller in that way, you know, bringing these stories out like us, us going through the CTP program. And, you know, I think it's, it's a, those are good stories. We had a lot of them. So I mean, what, what was it like for you coming off program? And like, what did you, how did you transition from like staying out and like side to Yeah, I, I guess, you know, um, you kind of broke up in the end there, but I, I think I got the gist of the question, like coming, coming off the program, I, I kind of knew. And I mean, you, I, I know you met my, she's not my wife. But um, with my girlfriend at the time, Rob, um, you know, I think really coming off the program, we, we kind of going into the program, like I, we had made the commitment. It's like, hey, I'm going to do this for two years and you, you know where you want to get in life. So you could do what you need to do. And I will always make sure that I come and see you, which I did. I saw her a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, but after two years, we would sit down and have the discussion. OK, how are we going to get together? You know, like how are we going to live in the same place? How are we going to? move on because I think we both knew that we wanted to get married and start a family and do that whole nine yards. So I think once, once I kind of came off the program, like I took a job in Houston do it being an estimator, which was a great experience. It really helped me kind of learn where the money's at when you're looking at construction jobs and stuff like that. But yeah, then I took a job moving to Raleigh, North Carolina and, and uh, a, a job for uh, Archer Western Walsh Construction and um, worked for there for a couple of years, kind of doing the same thing, estimating jobs. And um, the goal was to eventually get a job. I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. get a job there and then um, go out into the project. But that never really happened. So then I took a job with uh, a company called Zachary Construction and um, worked on a project down there for two years. And uh, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird because I moved from oil and gas construction, which I think is such a niche market. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to get far in that. I think you have to be in Houston. Right. But yeah. here I was trying to move somewhere that wasn't Houston. And there's there's no oil and gas plants in <laughs> Raleigh, North Carolina. Just like, you know, Atlanta's not <laughs> a of hotbed of uh, refineries. So it's kind of weird taking those those different um, skill sets. And trying to prove mm-hmm. to some, hey, I can everything that you're asking, I can still do. I just don't know necessarily what you're building, right? Yeah, I, I know what you're building, but I don't know exactly all the yeah. the ins and outs, and um, which I'm sure I'm sure you're you're seeing too. Is like sometimes it just takes that um, it just takes a little extra convincing to tell people like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm not as dumb right. as I I look pretty dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was good, and that was. I mean, I think for me personally, kind of talking about my journey, that's that was really a kind of a humbling experience because I had to go from where I I feel like I had a good understanding and like um, in my library. So I'm like looking, I bought all these petrochemical books and like how because I wasn't, you know, I'm a civil engineer just like you. 
I don't know how chemicals are yeah. made. But I bought these books that were like cheat sheets. And like mm-hmm. I read, I took notes and everything. And then here I was like, okay, now I need you to build like a bridge. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, I'll try. Um, but yeah, I think that was, um, but it was cool because I think doing a callback from the CTP program, it, it taught me how to be flexible, right? It taught mm-hmm. me how to really kind of learn anything. So I was just like, yeah, this is just another challenge. It's just another assignment on the CTP program. It's just a different company. I had to learn all this new stuff. So and I don't know how you right. felt, but the ability to pick up new information and then be able to use it quickly in like a somewhat mm-hmm. what I'm doing is something that I really picked up from the CTV program. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I feel like for me, like you just mentioning that re- reminds me, I definitely learned a lot from the people like the other engineers, as well as the the different people in the, the home offices and things like that. And I think the, the biggest thing for me was really learning like to be myself, to be confident, like yeah. not take things too personal. But like yeah. you mentioned, I always appreciated that the time and effort people put into stuff because sometimes people like, oh, like everything for me went easy in college. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like it was a struggle. Like it, yeah. it did not come easy. And even like you mentioned, like buying the petrochemical books and saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to read in this. I'm going to highlight it's like just some part of me had like questioned it because it's like you really got to trust yourself and that that's kind of where I've gone back through like even podcasting now it's really teaching me like trust what you're doing and yeah. you don't have to know it all and even if if you're trying to convince someone like I know what I'm doing even if they don't believe you like that shouldn't diminish your confidence to be like oh because they didn't believe in me yeah. I'm going to quit I'm not going to do the research because that opportunity may or may not come but it's like no just do it anyways because you want to know and this is present here and yeah. like for me myself i might be ge- getting into ge- geotech now which yeah. was i took two courses in college on it <laughs> and i was like you know if the opportunity comes and they say this is what we want you to do and they're willing to let me in i'm gonna do everything that i can yeah. to get ready for it if i don't get it if it doesn't come hey use this opportunity go take the pe exam pass it and just have it if i never yeah. go back to engineering and i just stay podcast it's like hey like just just build on that and just be happy if it doesn't work be happy if it works be happy but like yeah. move on and stop like overthinking things so that the long long answer is i learned to overthink a lot less and to just kind of go on my instinct and just take tips from other people like yourself like if someone's doing something diligent don't feel the need to copy it exactly like i'm not gonna go tomorrow and just buy oil and gas books because i'm not doing anything thing with that or like with bridges but like the geotech thing that's where i'm gonna put my attention yeah. Yeah. I, I also don't recommend buying those books they were really boring <laughs> it was a struggle trying to read those things they definitely put me to sleep so i made like a page a night and then i then i then i went to then i slept really soundly so uh, but no no I, I think i think you're i think it's a really good point you know you're focus on the kind of learn with the present and don't worry about the past don't worry about the future and i think about that a lot too you know like because civil engineering is such a wide, like you said, you only took two classes on geotech. I'm, I'm the same way. Like I didn't even, even going into construction, what we did, like, I don't know about you. I focused in construction at Michigan, but I only took like two classes on how to actually like do construction stuff at, at Michigan's so going yeah, into it was still like a really wild experience for me. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it was, it's definitely different. I, I took one class and it was mainly talking about like flow charts, Gantt charts, oh, yeah. different types of equipment, yep. kind of just understanding the process. And I'm, and I guess kind of looking back on college, um, initially I had like, what do you call it? 
I don't know if it's buyer's remorse or just you just it feels <laughs> like you just got like beat up a little bit and you're you're still trying to recover. Everybody's like, hey, I had I had my best life. I went to like Arizona or I went out here where like it's party all the time. And I was yeah. like, no, I'm just kind of licking my wounds. I, I'll be okay. But yeah. like years removed, similar with the program, years removed from it. It's like I can see why they structured it in the way that they did because yeah. Yeah. you get exposed to a lot of information and the challenge is like can you learn and adapt can you be flexible yeah. and now more so the thing for me it's like when you're working on a team like are you a good leader like yep. even if you feel like your boss isn't the best like the only way that you can really be an effective team member is like be a good leader and take yep. accountability for what you can and go from there because it's like if you're always complaining and never bringing solutions like nobody likes that <laughs> like people are like oh here comes this guy again it's like no i, I think growing i think I think you're exactly right. I think the, the growing the soft skills, right? The the how to deal with people that was that was something a I wish they focused more on in engineering school. Like I don't know how was it at tech, but like at Michigan, they didn't really focus on that. It was a lot more about the theory and stuff. And I wish that was something that got a little bit more. Was like even even if you never did construction or you just you know you sat in an office, but like I've worked with design teams. I don't know you've worked with design teams it's it, through the program and even outside of it it's just like it's you need to have these soft skills and communication skills and that's i know some of that you can't teach but there is a lot you can and um right i think, right. I think you have a great point is like that's looking back on the program and looking back at, at college it's i see why they did things in college the way they did because mm-hmm. i remember a lot more than i i thought i remember <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm like oh yeah i've done this before i know what you're talking about Um, so yeah, no, it's, 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 it's crazy, but, and that's probably the biggest thing I learned in the CTP program was all those soft skills and how to deal with different people and especially how to deal with people you don't necessarily get along with, you know, and have to work and get towards the end. So that's, um, yeah, that's awesome. So, so are you, you're using more, are you, are you more on the construction side from Depot? I didn't, you kind of cut out there, but are you doing, oh, what are you doing for them? Exactly. Right. Not so, details. No, but no, you're, you're good. But I mean, um, basically what I'm doing, I'm working in their merchandising department. So okay. we basically, we work on the night shift and we do different projects where we reset the store. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's as simple as organize what's on the shelf and make sure that people can shop. Yeah. And other times, like they said, maybe next week, we've got all the ceiling fans that you ever walk through a store all of those that are hanging up we got to take them all down reorganize and put some new ones up for like the change of the season so yeah it's a it's a lot of that more so on the front end so it's like nothing engineering dealing but more so again working on those soft skills and really understanding yeah. it's like hey everybody may not like you right off the bat and what's funny it's that when you get ready to come in obviously the manager kind of briefs people on <laughs> like who you are what your background is yeah and one of the guys that um he was coming around the corner to meet me and like the first thing out of his mouth that i remember is like what are you doing here like how are you here as an engineer? And I was just like, feel a little bit insulted. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, hey, how are you? My name <laughs> is, and it's like, I'm here obviously because I got the job and yeah. I don't, I, I learned at the beginning of this year to really divorce myself, like having my identity be in my title or my work to be like, yeah. Yeah. if I, and, and not saying it as an excuse to just be like, oh, I couldn't cut it as an engineer. So I'm working at Home Depot, but it's like, no, having the title of an engineer, having gone through the school, doing the tests, getting the certification in that, this is what I need to do now. And yeah. if I want to return to engineering, that's what I, I can do. 
But at the end of the day, if I'm not quote unquote, like quote unquote, the engineer, it's like if other people look at me differently, that's not necessarily my problem. No. And just learning to deal with that, whether it's like rejection and someone's tone of voice yeah. or eyes or whatnot, I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm okay. And kind of getting over that imposter syndrome or performance yeah. syndrome of like, oh, I've got to be doing this for this. I'm like, you know, I learned a lot from college. I learned a lot from the CTP program. I learned a lot from my time in Vogel. I learned a lot going to Puerto Rico for two months yeah. working on like with FEMA. I'm learning a lot being back home in my hometown, working locally at Home Depot, traveling to the other stores. And yeah. it's like the better I'm getting at it, I'm like, you know, like some things weren't what I thought they were. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't as, as good. It's just kind of right there. And yeah. even looking now for other positions, it's like, I don't, I've, I'd almost forgotten how much harder it is, like having something and looking for something else versus having nothing and trying to start back from scratch. And it was like, um, I heard someone say, usually when you're applying, whether you have a job or not, there's like a 90% rejection rate you have to brace yourself for. And it's like knowing that going into it, you have to get past all those no's to be able to say, hey, this is still worth it. Yep. And yeah, it just just that I was like, huh, okay, it doesn't make it as bad. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. No, no. It's 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 a, it's a nice, um, how would you say? It's a proper medicine to just be like, okay, like be, be as great as you want to be, but yeah. don't, don't get so full of yourself thinking that no Nobody can go on without you. And it's like, yeah. if you don't fit somewhere, it might be saving you like a headache in the long run. So oh, yeah. it'll be okay. Uh, yeah, no, I think th the last thing you want to do is try to fit yourself in to somewhere because it, when you, you're trying to force yourself in there, it's, it'll never work out in the long end. And I, I think you bring up a great, uh, a great point just being like... This is all like a journal, like a, not a journal, a journey, sorry, a journey. Yeah. Everyone's, and I, I say this to my wife all the time, like I, I get a lot of satisfaction from what I do, but there's also a lot of days where I come home and I'm just like, man, using other words, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, this, it's, um, if this is, there's a lot of days I come home like that, but it's, it's cool for, it's, it's cool to talk about your journey, right? It's cool to um, be open that like, Hey, you know, this, this may not be something I want to do. And like, it's so common, I think too, for people our age to be changing careers and changing what they want to do. And, you know, I always kind of thought that like by like 30, I had to have everything figured out and like, I'm still, I'm still pretty, pretty much figured out. You know? I have no, I have a lot of days where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but no, I think it's, yeah. I think it's really, you're open about that. And you're talking about that because it's so, there's a lot of things that I think social media to, to do a great job of just kind of hiding and shielding. Yeah. And I think we'll just talk about, be open about it. Like I, I've told yeah. my wife, like if it wasn't such a big deal for me to go to college, I think I would have had a great time being a carpenter and just building houses. Like I love working with my hands and like, that's something that I do. If I wasn't so risk averse, I would probably just go out and do tomorrow, just building stuff, you know, being a handyman, but yeah. I am risk averse and I don't, I don't yeah. hate that much. So Right. No, it's, I think it's cool that you're building your story. Yeah. And what's funny, it's, I did a, like a two year recap episode and what gave me yeah. the idea to do it was what you mentioned with the, um, the captain's log doing like recording yourself and just saying like, yeah. Hey, these are the things I'm thinking. And I was like, you know, shout out to Rob for this. And yeah. I was like recording on the way to work and just kind of piecing things together to be, 
okay, what have I learned like doing a podcast over these years? And one of the things I was like, I really, I really found my voice, like my internal voice where it's like, I could tell like recording myself, listening back. I was like, I don't like, I don't like that sound like i don't like how this looks but it's like the more and more i get to do it the more comfortable i'm getting with just like just be yourself and just be be who you are don't try to copy how this person does it don't try to show up as this other it's like the more i'm learning to show up as myself it's like you don't i don't have to remember a certain story because it's like the best way what do they say the best way to get away with lying is to tell the truth maybe i just made that up but it's like if you made that up unless you the less you the less you try to lie it's like you just have one story to remember and it's like yeah. did i say it this way this time or maybe i said it that way this time. it's like no there, there's nothing to hide like no. the lights are on the roaches scatter and they kind of go yeah. wherever they're gonna go yeah. yeah speak your truth and and the truth the truth will never get you steer you wrong in the end of the day so owning yeah. up to it. um yeah, man, I, it's it's just it's just wild too to see to see see how see where everyone is now. You know, coming off the program, like doing a podcast, and you know, I'm back I'm back home in my hometown. And I think if you had asked me when I joined the CTP program if I'd be living here, I would have just laughed at you. Like probably, <laughs> like, nah, I'm never moving home. <laughs> I'm never moving back there. Yeah. And well, here I am. I own a house here. So, and, and just like you, yeah. you moved back. I'm not sure what you thought when you started the program and. I thought something something similar from the time yeah. just going just leaving from high school to go to college. It's like yeah. I can't wait to get out of here. And yeah. then just coming back, it's like, you know, I don't have to stay, but for the time that I'm here, I'm yeah. learning to appreciate it. Like you understand how businesses around town works, you know now, yeah. like, oh, that's what this person does. And it's not yeah. like, oh, all these adults, they don't know what they're doing. They're just crazy. <laughs> I, I gotta get out. I gotta get out. <laughs> get out. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's 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 we it's wild too because you know greg greg was you know i always thought greg greg always said i think he was gonna go home or maybe he wasn't gonna go home but i think greg was just enjoying his time out there and now he's out in denver and you know it's just fun to see where everybody's at and what they've done with their journey so i think it's uh i think it's cool have you talked to anyone else uh, on the podcast from the ctp program yet mm, no but like talking with you just gives me the idea it's like i've got to do like a, a round robin and, and get a hold of who i can greg since yeah. we mentioned him a couple of times becca um yeah. maybe hank I'm trying to think oh. of who oh yeah i did talk to someone off the ctp program i don't know if you ever met him uh muhammad he worked out yeah. at vogel yeah a- i met muhammad we went uh you me him and tyree we went to that jazz club that one night in that's the, right remember yeah and um yeah i, I remember because i was like the odd man out and i walked in and it, it was a really great place but i remember yeah. going to the basketball with you guys that was a lot of fun yeah so and then, even you got tyrese you got yeah. khalil you got um there's a lot of people but Wait, did, it's was, like maybe was it Ahmed or khalil that we went to the jazz club with it might be Khalil because I, I remember we, we had Khalil and Tyree that yeah. worked with us because I think Muhammad, he was a year or two before or after he came after us yeah. and I met him out at, out at um, Vogel. Then we, okay. we chatted maybe like last week Okay, and he's he's often married in Houston and enjoying okay. life. And it's like, you know, it's, it's good to see people that you've been through struggles with just to like living their life and, and enjoying it in their own way. <laughs> it's like, I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm happy for everyone that i've met and i can wish them wish you nothing but the best because it's like when you you spend time with people like working with them or anything to that capacity it's like you really 
have it like you kind of get to peek into somebody's life for oh, yeah. a little bit because like yeah. you're always like okay we're gonna be here like 12 hours today we're gonna be here six days out of the week like yeah okay what else can we do like are we gonna sit here and just suffer and be miserable it's like no let's let's cut up let's find a way to make this enjoyable <laughs> like we're all in it together yeah I think who who was it? Was it that same night we then went to like a pool hall and we just shot pool for like three hours? Yeah. Maybe it was a different night, mm. but it might have been with Khalil. I think it was with Khalil again. I went with maybe Greg maybe. was there. We went to a pool hall in, in Lake Charles and I'd never done that. Just played pool for like four hours all night. I'm not good at pools. <laughs> There's a reason I haven't was done the, it. Was the pool hall, was it like super smoky or that was a d- another place? I think that was almost everywhere in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Because gotcha. there was one, <laughs> one bar that we went in and it was just like, heavy smoke and i was like want to hang out i want to be here but after a while i was like i can't even breathe like i gotta it, step out was it um one of those there were two there's two places at the end of the street where we lived was it one of them i think it was yeah it was one of those i uh, forget what, what they're called name? was it cajun wharf probably yeah there was something across the street yeah i remember going there and just being like i thought they banned this everywhere and just cost <laughs> it probably took a couple of years off my life just hanging out there <laughs> even just going through I, like i think we've gone for like a burger before and it's still like <coughs> <laughs> it's like wow it's six o'clock in the afternoon i'm just here to eat dinner yeah yeah Oh man. Oh, it was, it was crazy times, but fun, but fun. I don't regret it. I mean, it's, yeah, the, the people, the people that I've met along the way are, are like, it's cool to still be able to keep in touch with you guys and see where we're all at and doing different things. Yeah. Oh, so what's, um, what, I guess, go ahead. Well, no, I, I didn't have a good question. I was just trying to think when you got one, Asher, what's it, what's up? Oh, I, I was going to say, um, in wrapping up, but we don't, we don't have to wrap up on this, but one question I always like to ask, um, yeah. every guest that comes on is who do you say you are? Ooh, who do I say I am? Like if I were to go up to anybody and like, is this my elevator speech? Is this my 30 second pitch? Or is this my, like, who do I think I am? Whatever you want. Okay. All right. I like to think of myself as a a pretty average dude from the suburbs of Detroit with a dog that wants second dinner. And, um, I don't know. I, I, gosh, Asher, that's a really tough question. (laughs) Um, who do I think I am? I think I'm, I, I think I'm someone that um, someone you can always call, right? I, I like to always think uh, you can always give me a call and I'm always willing to help. I'm someone who will always listen um, and I'm always someone who's down to have a good time. 